You're listening to Steve Allen on the Think About It podcast. Hi, Steve here. Over 2,000 years ago, the early church learned something that the church today better relearn fast. For those that don't, they'll perish. First of all, you need to understand that not all conservatives are Christians. Christians may be conservative, as labeled by the political pundits, but if they're truly Christians, they are followers of Christ, period. Most people today, even in the church, don't even know what a true Christian is. And this is why it's so easy to deceive God's people. Many believers in America are as much like people in the world without any clear difference. We have never had a leader in politics who is truly a Christian. It's clear we don't have that many leaders who really are true Christians in the church. We make excuses for people that we want to believe or trying to do the right thing most of the time, like President Trump did. Most Christians supported the Bushes while they were in the White House. Many supported Clinton and Obama, and a large majority supported Donald Trump. But why? Because in many ways, he represented a level of patriotism and appeared to be against many things that Christians are against, like abortion. But in reality, he did not stand against many things that Christians are completely against. I had a lot of people accuse me of being a Trump lover whatever that means. I guess that means that you think the guy is wonderful no matter what he does. Well, I don't think that. I've never thought that. That was not true, but I have to admit, I had a lot of hope that he would make a change for the better in our nation. He didn't. In fact, when you look at all of the things around us, you realize he didn't really change anything. And as soon as Biden got in the policies and practices of the Obama administration, were quickly reinserted and reactivated at warp speed. Just like Trump's vaccination distribution started at warp speed. What we've been witnessing over the last 25 years is the proverbial frog in the boiling pot. The frog is put into a large pot of water at room temperature and he swims around happily as the water temperature is slowly and gradually increased to a boiling point he can then never escape from. After September 11th, 2001, every state was asked to enact a law providing for unprecedented comprehensive health surveillance and medical martial law. I'll bet you didn't know that, did you? It's hard to believe, but that was 20 years ago now. The Model State Emergency Health Powers Act, proposed by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, would provide a state's governor with sole discretion to declare a public health emergency. Once the emergency was declared, public health officials would assume police powers, the militia would be mobilized, and the legislature would be prohibited from intervening for 60 days. Any new orders and rules issued by the governor would have the full force of law. Sound familiar? Existing laws and individual rights can be suspended. The new powers were to be authorized during any declared public health emergency. That happened when Trump declared a total emergency and a 15-day lockdown in the beginning of 2020. Any emergency could be declared 
with the occurrence or imminent threat of a health condition or illness that is believed to be caused by bioterrorism or the appearance of a novel, previously controlled or previously eradicated infectious agent or biological toxin. Exactly what they did. That belief is the only criterion. And although there must be a potential for a large number of people to be affected, there is no definition of large number. How very convenient. The governor, in consultation with health officials, would decide. This is why we have governors like Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis on the opposite ends of the spectrum. The 40-page 2001 proposal required individuals to submit to state-ordered vaccinations, examination, testing, treatment, and specimen collection. Resistors would be charged with a misdemeanor and quarantined. Physicians and other healthcare professionals would be required to perform medical procedures or be charged with a misdemeanor. Quarantine or isolation would be imposed without a court order. Medical care could be rationed or withheld. Private property could be taken or destroyed. Compensation for loss of property would be limited and no person acting under the orders of government officials would be held liable for death, injury, or property damage. Think about that. That's what's happening right now. The pharmaceutical companies producing the vaccine have total indemnification, which means they can't be sued or held liable for anything. The names, addresses, and physical conditions of any other necessary information about individuals suspected of harboring diseases or health conditions that might have been caused by bioterrorism or an epidemic would have to be reported immediately by doctors and pharmacists. No patient consent or notification would be required. No one in America should ever again criticize China as being totalitarian when they compare them to America. We're here. This country has been taken over by a totalitarian criminal cabal of Luciferian globalists and so-called Christian leaders, all using their influence of power and notoriety to deceive and support this evil that we now see in America, doing what all deceivers do as their father did in the beginning. Satan painted a picture of great power and freedom to Eve in the garden, when in reality, what he brought forth was death. I shared with you in a past video about a pastor of a very large church in Dallas, Texas. What is your advice to Christians about whether to take it? <laughs> well, you know, Lori, for uh, the last 10 months, millions of Christians have been praying for healing, for relief from this pandemic. And I believe God brought about these vaccines. And for Christians not to take the vaccine on some uh, uh, manufactured faith reason, to me, it's like calling 911 when your house is on fire and then refusing to allow the firemen into your home. And now we have another well-known name of an evangelist who is taking his side of this deception and is helping to promote their evil. A 2021 Pew Center report found that vaccine hesitancy in America is highest among black Protestants and white evangelicals. There is a conflict from time to time with science and, and scriptural teaching, but I don't think there's a, a conflict as it relates to vaccines. What are you telling the people who come to Life Tabernacle? Don't take the vaccine. I would be concerned about something that we used fetal cells from uh, a, a murdered 
child. But Moderna and Pfizer, we've been told uh, from the scientists, uh, that the, the way they produce that vaccine, uh, these, these things were not used. It's not just the Pope. Franklin Graham, son of famed evangelist Billy Graham, told us he's taken the vaccine as well. My father believed in, in modern medicine. If any time there was a, a vaccine or something that could help protect you, he, he, he was an advocate for it. He took it. I believe that it's consistent with Scripture that we protect our lives and do whatever we can to save life. So I don't have any problem with um, telling a person to take an aspirin or telling a person to have a vaccine. I thank God for the doctors and the researchers that have put this time and effort and money to develop these these vaccines. And I, I hope that the American people will use them. I think a pastor to tell uh, someone not to take the vaccine um, is, is problematic because what would happen if that person died, got coronavirus and died, then is the pastor responsible? Uh, I mean, I, I would feel responsible. The lying voices are increasing at a rate that is staggering. And so if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you are born again and led by the Holy Spirit, you can see what a perversion and a twisting of scriptures of what he is saying really is. How do their words line up with what God's word says? Now, Franklin Graham is telling Christians that they should take the vaccine. I think if there were vaccines available in the time of Christ, Jesus would have made reference to them and used them, unquote. That may be the most ignorant and ungodly comment I've heard from Franklin Graham ever. Pastor John Hagee in San Antonio, Texas, stands by the connection between scripture and science as well. Hagee, who supposedly tested positive for COVID last October, believes in both the power of prayer and modern science. He said, these are not mutually exclusive. This proves that many people who are supposedly leading the church in 2021 are in apostasy. Neither do they know the scriptures nor the power of God. Just like Jesus told the Pharisees and the scribes in Matthew chapter 22, verse 29, and Mark 12, 24. Have any of these vaccine-endorsing church leaders ever read the scripture? Or do you not know that your body is a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been bought for a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. American believers may be some of the most deceived, gullible, and naive of all the saints on earth. Are these pastors and evangelists without guilt because they haven't taken time to research and find out any more than they have about these so-called miracles of God in these vaccines? I don't think so. But fortunately, I won't be them standing before God Almighty and having to give an account for deceiving the church. Someone who is, a, who is very well experienced in changing the rules as he goes along and not admitting that he has is Anthony Fauci. Right now in the United States, People should not be walking around with masks. Fauci, for example, has already been vaccinated. Great. That's what they want us to do. Lots of Americans have been. Millions. But the interesting thing is that Fauci still wears two masks. So is that the science? Once you get vaccinated, you still have to wear two masks? Why are you getting vaccinated in the first place? What are the rules here and what is the science? You're and telling everybody to wear a mask, whether they've had an infection or a vaccine. What I'm saying is they have immunity and everybody agrees they have immunity. What studies do you have that people that have had the vaccine yeah. or have had the infection are spreading the infection? If we're not spreading the infection, isn't it just theater? No, that's not. Here we go again with the theater. Let, let, let's get down to the facts.
What proof is there that there are significant reinfections with hospitalizations and death from the variants? None in our country. Zero. Well, because we don't have a prevalent of a variant yet. No, there was no scientific evidence presented. There was Dr. Fauci's opinion, his conjecture, that someday there might be a variant that escapes the control of the vaccine and becomes a pandemic and hospitalizes and kills people. But there's no evidence that it has happened. He thinks it might happen. So you need to wear the mask until he's sure that things that might happen are not going to happen. But see, the thing is, Dr. Fauci is very blasé and unconcerned about liberty. But I think the burden should be on the government to prove if they want to dictate mine and your behavior, the burden is on them to present the evidence. So I said, is there an evidence that some new variant, some new strain of COVID is now hospitalizing and killing hundreds or even thousands of people in the United States? And the evidence is zero. So I think the government, when they tell you something like you should be six feet apart or three feet apart, if they're going to mandate this behavior that you can't have anybody in the booth next to you in the restaurant, when they mandate these behaviors, it's incumbent upon them. The burden should be they have to show us the proof. There is no proof that when you've been vaccinated or when you've gotten the disease naturally that you are spreading it. If there were, it would be all over the news. There are no news reports and no scientific studies saying that after vaccination, that there's some sort of widespread contagion that people vaccinated are spreading the disease. It's just not true. What Fauci won't tell you is that he's telling you a noble lie. He's lying to you because he doesn't think we're smart enough to make decisions. His fear is that if the vaccinated quit wearing the mask, the unvaccinated will say, what the hell, I'm not wearing a mask either. Right. So he lies to you to say, oh, the mask makes a difference, when in reality he knows better. He's wearing two masks for theater. It's complete theater. He is immune. He knows he's not going to get it, but he is not being honest with the American public. People don't want to hear it. There's no science behind it. Well, let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Masks are protective. And we have immunity there, theater. If you already have immunity, you're wearing a mask to give comfort to others. You're not wearing a mask because of any sign. I, I totally disagree with you. Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security, a think tank started 23 years ago in 1998, has conducted dozens of exercises on simulated pandemics and bioweapons attacks, including Operation Dark Winter in 2001, where one of the main objectives was how to force vaccinate an uncooperative population. Atlantic Storm in 2005 addressed the logistics of mass vaccinations and military quarantines. Clade X in 2018 pushed for radical fast tracking of vaccine production. Crimson Contagion was a massive exercise launched in January of 2019. It involved scores of organizations public and private, from both the federal and state level. Crimson Contagion lasted for over half a year and was based on a severe pandemic that originated in China. On October 18th of 2019, John Hopkins partnered with the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to sponsor Event 201, a simulation wherein an outbreak of a bat coronavirus kills 65 million people. The culmination of all these studies was published in November of 2019. The CSIS Commission on Strengthening America's Health Security urges the U.S. government to, quote, 
replace the cycle of crisis and complacency that has long plagued health security preparedness with a doctrine of continuous prevention, protection, and resilience. In other words, they're calling for the medical tyranny we are now seeing manifest around us. Signed by former military, Big Pharma, and U.S. representatives, the CSIS document calls for continuous rapid vaccines, while also warning that the vaccines may go wrong and start spreading more disease. And on that subject, what disease are we talking about? After a year of COVID-19, the numbers show us it is no more deadly than the common cold. And even the WHO admit that all the PCR tests from 2020 are meaningless. And they had the vaccine before the mysterious outbreak ever occurred. The agenda is now clearly about endless vaccinations for everyone. New mRNA vaccines that have never gone through human testing until now. The same controversial technology as the CRISPR tech, wherein one can easily splice human DNA and permanently modify it. They say the possibilities are endless. So now we can target nearly any sequence in our own genetic code at will. Jennifer Doudna, who won the Nobel Prize for CRISPR, tried calling for a worldwide moratorium on any clinical application of gene editing using CRISPR. But no one seemed to care. Not only does there seem to be zero regulation, but anyone can cheaply buy and learn what they need to online to permanently change the genome in practically any living creature. Josiah Zayner, coming straight to you from my garage lab. And I want to talk to you about how to genetically engineer a human being. The mRNA vaccine is based on CRISPR technology. China recently used CRISPR tech to genetically modify babies to be immune to HIV, and as a result, lessened their lifespans. Just like CSIS warned, it all may go wrong, and when it does, Big Pharma et al. is free from any and all liability. The solution will be more gene-altering vaccinations until they finally get it right, or not. Eventually, and certainly sooner rather than later, an unaltered natural human body will be considered a biohazard, and full control over the human genome will become the new normal. Without argument, we are now in the era of genetically modified humans, and while millions are gleefully lining up to get their experimental gene-editing jab, others are being tagged like chattel, vaccine passports, vaccine certificates, and freedom bracelets made by the same company that specializes in prison monitoring bracelets. And now we have a new think tank simulation, the SPARS pandemic, another outbreak and another vaccine with warnings of the anti-vaccination movement. And don't forget the Rockefeller Foundation's scenarios for the future of technology and international development, lockstep, wherein they illustrate plans to use pandemics and big pharma to usher in a world of tighter, top-down government control and more authoritarian leadership. Get ready for the next round, because without any opposition, this thing keeps going straight into the abyss.
That's why Jesus said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Knowledge is power. I recommend that you do what the Apostle Paul told Timothy to do. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a worker who has no reason to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. Think about it. <laughs>